Heidi and Lance. This is Kitty and Wes, or Doc, and we wanted to say congratulations to Lance on getting married. <laughs> Doc says he didn't say that. And uh, I hope you many years of bliss and misery like us. Activate black curly hair stick. Initiate Juclaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gate upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What are you doing over there, Wackerly? My fucking microphone is all fucked up. Podcasting problems. Makes it real. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like people think it's so easy, you know, for, every, you know, for us because we've been doing it for so long. No, we have technical issues, too. We just go with the flow. It's my cables all fucking twisted around my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when I masturbate at my computer, I put my microphone away. I close the door. I keep my cat in the living room. You know. I thought you recorded all your uh, masturbatory sounds that you make for your files. <laughs> Just my audio. I have an audio library of yeah. de-masturbating. Yeah. 12, You're one, not one of those disgusting 13. people that saves their semen. You just save the I, I save the, the sounds. The sounds, yeah. So you can relive them later. Well, you know, sometimes I make better sounds on, on some days than other days. That was a good one. <laughs> make that my ringtone. <laughs> so, Wackily, you're a married man now. Yep. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thanks. Mazel tov. Uh-huh. I know a lot of the fans uh, were um, quite pleased to hear it. They're, they've yeah, been posting. You can tell they care a lot. Congratulatory messages on the Facebook page. I know we have a few phone calls. Coming up a little later in the show, people congratulating you. Uh, speaking of masturbation, are you going to have to adjust your masturbatory, I guess, rituals now that uh, you're married and you have your wife living in the house? Uh, but nowadays, lots of people live with girlfriends before they get married. So th- this is a very outdated idea that anything in your life in that manner changes because you uh, get married. And you guys were already living together. Yeah. The difference is then you start, the real difference is that you start commingling your finances. Ooh, yeah. Because you don't do that when you just live with a girl, right? I mean, you might be like, where's your share of the rent, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) But you don't like have the same bank account or, you know, like, oh, I guess we got to pay for car insurance for two and... Yeah, you're, you're merging your finances right now. Like you're right. a joint bank account. How soon after the wedding do you do that? Do you do that like gradually or, do, or is it just like, okay, we got to start merging right now? Well, it's kind of like in Game of Thrones <laughs> where you're not supposed to like name the baby until it's like six years old, right? If, you, oh, okay. if you're a wildling. You don't want to start commingling right away. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Make sure it works out. Make sure it takes so uh how how did the wedding go it was last weekend you were off the show we had some uh, oh, guests yeah. on covering for it um, it went terrible oh really i mean you, yeah you it was like an episode of some mr bean type thing no well, it was fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wish i had some story like that but i don't well, well, well it was at the uh the courthouse right 
Santa Cruz courthouse? City hall, courthouse, whatever you want to call it. And how long does fancy. it take? Like how long was the I wasn't process? putting on airs. <laughs> like 15 minutes. What, what, what does it entail though? Like do you show up with your parents, your wife? Do you have a witness? Oh yeah, you got to have a witness. And you got to have, and you have to say all that stupid shit. Oh, you still have to actually go through the whole, like, I, oh, yeah. Lance you have, to, you have to repeat after the dude. Yep. I can't believe they make you do this. Why? Right, and the guy learns your name, like, one second before he does it. He's like, is this how you pronounce it? Wackerly? Yeah, it's Wackerly. He doesn't just go, like, <laughs> you? And you're like, yeah, me, Wackerly. That's what I wanted. I wanted to just be like, all I have to do is say I do, right? Isn't Because this is a courthouse. We were all just here to get this over with as soon as possible and get onto the food and the gifts and all that stuff, right? Well, yeah, doesn't like some hooker behind you is waiting in line to pay her like, you know, some infraction she got? Right, to check <laughs> in with her probation officer. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of homeless people at the city hall in Santa Cruz. I don't know if it's every city hall, but. Yeah, they like to hang around the the seats of power for some reason. A lot of homeless people in Santa Cruz. There's a lot of homeless people everywhere, but I think they they are attracted to this to the city hall courthouse type of area. So did you have really to sit sure next to one? No, but they were like walking past us, brushing up against us. <laughs> Beard hairs were everywhere. So your your parents came out for this, right? Oh yeah. So your parents were there. Her parents were there. You had your yep. witnesses. Did you, uh, did witnesses. you have any other family members? Uh, she had more. She, her brother and sister. And I mean, does anybody really give a fuck about this? Uh, yep, we <laughs> well, do. We care about these details. And the grandparents were there, and Aunt Susie, and Uncle Phil, and they brought their cat. <laughs> and I mean, what the fuck? No, I mean, we you care about the, the details. Dude, they, Wackerly, they live vicariously through you. They're experiencing this as you're I think lots of the it. listeners are married and actually have children. And they probably is, had real Which weddings. is a real, actual, life-changing event. Yeah, this, this, I mean, all this really means is you're merging your finances. But what I'm interested <laughs> yeah, I'm in... Yeah, I'm sure my wife would love to hear that, by the way. <laughs> what I'm interested in, Oh, did you in, say on the podcast that it was just about merging our finances? <laughs> We're divorced. Goodbye. <laughs> and you can be on my insurance now. That's pretty much it. That's the only change in my life. I didn't say it was just about that. I said that was the biggest like immediate impact you know well, yeah. changing your master masturbation schedule i mean we've been living together for like you know several months already so that's already been shifted yeah, yeah. Already been the modified. masturbation schedule has shifted <laughs> when are you going to work that's permanently oh, when changed. are you coming home from work that's okay. even more important yeah you got to itemize it you know you got to like plan it out yeah i'm gonna take a half day <laughs> i'm going to work from home wank from home what i'm interested to hear though is what so when you go in front of the judge, do you have to have like vows written out, or do they? Does he just read through a script, says your name, and it's done? He has he has pre pre made vows. I don't think the courthouse guy like they're not going to allow you to do some fucking shenanigans. We're like, oh, we wrote our own vows, and then you hand him like War and Peace. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, <laughs> that doesn't. That's not what you get for the hundred bucks, dude. Hey, he, you get this he, standard one pager. Okay, yeah, you get this one pager. So well, nothing's is, free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Maybe you heard that saying. Saying. No, nah, I've heard of that before, obviously. But the thing is, though, this procedure just seems so rote. Why isn't it done just via the mail? Like, why can't you just download a marriage application from California.gov, fill it out, get it notarized, put your ID on it, put her ID on it, and then mail it away. They stamp it approved, send you a marriage license. Because the churches, they've got the stranglehold on it. 
so they force you to go through this useless formality. Um, that's my that's my theory, and this is just a California thing because I definitely looked into the uh, the civil union, and uh, you can only get a civil union in California if you're gay or if you're a senior citizen. Oh, what what, what yeah, age? Gays What's have more rights like than straight people in California. 65, 67, something like that. So if you're just a, what about a couple, like common law couple? You've been living together for 15 years. That doesn't equate There's to no common union. law marriage in California. I looked it up. Does not exist. So only gays can get a civil union. Yeah. And do, do you get the same rights as a married uh, couple? I believe so. Do you have to get a divorce if you have a civil union? I do not know. Maybe you might just be able to dissolve it. But with marriage, you actually... Soda water. So I wonder, let's just say, obviously this is going to happen. This is hypothetical. Um, Let's just say you're going to get a divorce like a year later. Would you have to go back to that same judge and stand there and do the same thing? (laughs) No, you don't have to go to the same judge. No, but I mean, you go back to the courthouse though, right? You You have to go to a a judge. Yeah, it goes through the courts for sure. I was looking that up too. It It takes at minimum six months because there's a six month waiting period when you're like, I want to get a divorce. Why? She's a raging bitch, Your Honor. Well, come back to me in six months and we'll think about it. Like, what? So you just have to deal with the, the torture for another six months. Well, I assume you can, like, move out. But or you're you not officially divorced. You, you, the earliest you can officially to be divorced is six months after you sort of file the paper. It takes them a minimum six-month waiting period to finalize it. But usually it takes much longer. Because after six months, that's when they just start. They're like, all right, now we're going to deal with this. And then they go through all their bullshit about you know, alimony and child support and who gets, you know, the fuzzy rug that you both like, whatever. <laughs> the shag carpet. What about a, an annulment? How long does that take? I don't know. I didn't look up annulment. Can I get an annulment? I'm on some like lawyer's website right now. Uh, I think an annulment though has to be done within like 90 days or something. Which, I mean, that makes sense, too. Because, I mean, if, if they figure out that the marriage was uh, like the person, sham. one of the people was coerced or it was a fraud, or you're com- heavily or, listen to this, or one of one of the spouses suffers from a physical or mental incapacity, that's what I'm saying. Heavily inebriated, you end up going to Vegas, you get married. Next morning, you're like, okay, we're getting an annulment, Britney Spears. Well, what if, what if, like, you're husband or wife turns into a vegetable like two days after you get married or does can that count an, i think you can get an annulment then i think that's might be what they're saying so if they had a stroke the next day they're like yeah i don't I'm take out. care of this guy <laughs> i'm so she out if she goes full shivo <laughs> one day later from some bad crabs or something that she get like ate at the you know reception she had an aneurysm you're like okay i'm i'm out of here sorry yeah. I've only known her for a couple aneurysm. months probably she shouldn't be marrying an octogenarian <laughs> Anyone can get an aneurysm. Right. Yeah, it's very common amongst young people. So uh, you have to wait six months and you finally get a divorce. Do you have to go through the same uh, proceedings, though? You have to go sit in a courthouse with your uh, with your, your ex and uh, go in front of a judge. You both have to sign a document and be like, okay, now we're split. Well, I think it's, I think it's much more involved than that. God, so the divorce is much more difficult. I think California makes it easier than some states because it's called no fault. So they don't they don't find like, like in, in some strict, more religious states, um, like on the East Coast. I think they when you get a divorce, somebody has to be blamed for it. Like there's somebody's at fault. 
And that's and why then, they hire a PI to go get uh, a PI yeah. and yeah, like if you're cheating and all that shit. Uh, and then, you know, whoever isn't, whoever isn't at fault, I think gets all the good shit out of the divorce. Whereas in California, they're just like, you know, all right, you guys both fucked up equally. You know, he fucked up more, but you fucked up because you picked him. So uh, we're just going to split everything down the middle as, as well as possible. I've never understood that. With the, I guess I've never been married, but I have been in some long-term relationships. But it's like every time, you know, you live together with a girl for a few years, you split up. I'm not, I'm not bickering. There's no squabbles here over, uh, over like, well, you're, that's my I mean, book. you're a good hearted person. No, exactly. I guess it's, I guess I've never really had a very acrimonious split either, but I'm just kind of like, fine, take it. I don't give a shit. I'll just go buy something new. What if they were like, what if well, you've never had a girlfriend who's been like ex-girlfriend just like, uh, I'm taking half the records and you're like, those are my records. And she's like, they were our records. Yeah. Then the, a backhand might have to be involved. Right. Yeah. No. Um, then I'm gonna hire. I, a Jew I always, lawyer. I always talk about this. I always get the opposite. I always got well, got. I guess, and there's no more getting. Uh, but I always got the opposite, where you'd break up, and the girl would just be like, "Peace later. My new boyfriend's gonna come pick me up, and we're gonna drive away in his Corvette." <laughs> and you're like, "What am I gonna do? With, you're just leaving all your shit here for me to take care of and move around now?" And she's like, "Yeah." Maybe you can mail it to me, you know, like across the country for a thousand dollars later when I want it. <laughs> That's when you have a big Wackerly's crazy garage sale. Or Wacky Wackerly's big crazy bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you're doing your research here on divorce. <laughs> I'm, I'm researching that, it for the podcast, by the way. Never too early for, my for that. Marriage. Um, uh, I better clear. I better clear my browser history. <laughs> Yeah, clear. You should be doing this on incognito mode. Uh, Wackerly, so when's the honeymoon? Where are you going? Did you know that that is the most common question asked when you get married? Yeah, we're curious. No, I mean, why? I don't know. I'm assuming that uh, a honeymoon is, it seems like it's just outdated to me. Like, it's your due of vacation. It's like from fucking Mad Men times. Like, oh, the honeymoon. I'm going to go on a plane. It's so glamorous. Like, <laughs> with a bunch of fucking fat people and screaming babies. We don't have a honeymoon planned. I mean, you I celebrate your union. I'm trying to think of other things that are completely archaic that we're not doing equally, but. Uh, you celebrate you know. your union with a vacation to Hawaii. You get the honeymoon suite. That's what you but, do. I mean, I did basically the minimum in California that you can do to get married, right? Like, maybe so we had a couple more people than normal. Like, we could have gone to the courthouse just by ourselves. We did actually have some family there. But but other than that, I did the minimum you can do to get married. It still is a shitload of planning and figuring shit out and doing all this kind of stuff. The last thing I want to fucking do is then oh and we have to plan a big fucking vacation and figure out time off of work i mean i had to take time off work to do the wedding and then be like oh well, i don't just need two days off work i need uh three weeks because we're gonna go to fucking thailand or something well, i think the idea is you like no i just wanted to get it we just wanted to get it over with like no well everybody asked this though uh were you gonna go on a honeymoon we're gonna go on a honeymoon <laughs> Even Why the don't name you make is something clearly up. from the fifties? Why don't you honeymoon. say, "Yeah, we're going to Syria. We're going to Damascus for a couple of days," well, and then just come into work the next day, and people are like, "Oh, I thought you were going to Syria," and we're like, "Yeah, that was bullshit." No, just be like, "I'm planning on it a couple months from now. We're going to oh. take a trip to Syria." You know, I mean, what? And then when it gets well, to I'll the just point, just be like, "We're not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to waste fucking mental capacity even thinking about it." Oh, there you go, people. 
So now Wackily's off the market. You should be happy that you don't have to marry this guy. It's worse than Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> but that's no really, honeymoon, like, no wedding cake. Did you have a wedding cake? Yeah, we did have a wedding cake. It was oh, actually okay. very good. Uh, you, I guess uh, my sister-in-law made it or somebody. It's hard to tell some of these family relations when they start getting complicated like this. <laughs> but you, um, you make it. But the, the, the other thing, uh, before we get off the honeymoon thing, it's like uh, that I kept saying, "Oh, well, we'll probably go somewhere, you know, in uh, upcoming summer." But then it's just like. In the future, we will take a vacation. And I guess for your purposes, because you guys are all so fucking curious, I'll call it a honeymoon. But we're just going to go somewhere. It's not like we're never going to go anywhere ever again. Well, of course you're going to be taking vacations. I mean, are you supposed to have... Is it like, oh, we're, it's our honeymoon, so we're going to have sex. Like, no, we're going to have sex on vacation anyways. Well, it's I think just, the idea I don't is... get it. You went through all this stress of planning a marriage, the stress of the wedding night. Next, then you take a week off and just fuck and sit on the beach... Drink. But that's what you do on vacation, anyways. Is you just fucking sit on the. But beach. you're supposed that's to do it immediately. After. What it really, you know, what it really is. It's for it's for the bridezillas. It's for the bridezillas and and their mothers who have these giant fucking weddings and they plan them for like two years, uh, and they cry, cry and weep about things, and then it's like the greatest day of my. I don't think my wife was, is. I mean, I think she had a good time and it was great and it worked out really well. But I don't think she'd say oh, it was the greatest day of my life or anything like that. And I don't think she expected it to be. But those girls who, this is like, all I've ever wanted was a big, beautiful princess wedding. They also have to have. And then, oh, once it was over, so much planning. We went to Club Med. Or Belize or something. And like I just that. sat on the beach in the deck chair. And Pablo brought me my dad's whatever. And the husband just like, Arr. So I wish they'd have a football game on somewhere around here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wackerly's taking his wife to Reno. I think you should do that. I wanted to go to Reno for your 40th birthday, D, but you poo-pooed it. Yeah, I hate Reno. Anyway, you're making marriage sound like torture. It's not torture. It's not torture. It's great. What's torture is uh, all these expectations that everybody has. Hey, it's got to be better than rectal feeding. I guess the two go hand in hand. I've only done. I've only tried one of them. So, <laughs> well, wait till the uh, wait till about three years in. I think rectal feeding might come later. Um, have you heard about that? You, the uh, the rectal feeding part of the torture report. Oh, I mean, it's all anybody wants to talk about is rectal feeding now. I love how that. I love how like out of all the the entire list of the CIA torture techniques, everybody's just like rectal feeding. It's like we've well, already known up. about this torture. What about waterboarding? <laughs> we're uh. We're a country that has like a divided mentality because we, uh, the butthole is taboo yet again, but at the same time, it's all we ever, you know, once we start thinking about it, we can't stop. Who doesn't appreciate a good fart joke? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> fart jokes aren't really about the butthole so much. I mean, Ooh. I think when you, you tell somebody a fart joke or when, you know, you fart and people laugh, they're not specifically thinking of your butthole. Who isn't enthralled by a, uh, a shit story? Well, same thing. I mean, you can laugh at a shit joke, but if you if you talk to a guy about like some guy's gonna touch your butthole, the guy's like, Ugh. like I'll no. talk about shits all day long, but don't talk about guy some guy touching my butthole. I think we're the, we're obsessed with the asshole, yet we're also well, it's, it's such a taboo, it's taboo topic. And, but yeah, then yeah, but, but then we are obsessed with it at the same time. 
And, and this just kind of plays into the horror. I mean, not only was your asshole touched, it was also abused. But so uh, this past week on Tuesday, the Senate Intelligence Committee released the long-awaited summary of the CIA's torture report. He said this had details. Oh, I was awaiting it. I'll tell you that. About the CIA's <laughs> so post-9-11 detention and interrogation program. We've known about this. We, we've known that there's been torture going on at Guantanamo Bay for the past, I don't know, what, 14 years? Since, or not even, 13 years. But since 9-11, there has been torture going on. And, and every now and then, but I don't be think there's torture going on at Guantanamo Bay, Abu Ghraib, not Guantanamo. I don't think this reports about waterboarding. It's been going on at uh, Guantanamo. Oh, it is. Yeah, the huh. sleep depth. They, they've been doing. It. They've been flying people over to uh, Guantanamo. And that's the thing. It's the CIA. You know, the past like month has has been bracing itself for the release of this torture report. That that I, that I find the funniest is the CIA directors are like. Yeah, it's coming out in a couple of weeks. The Senate's been doing their investigation. I guess uh, we have to come clean now. Cards are on the table. Sure, we have shoved things up dudes' assholes. We've done Who this. Who hasn't? <laughs> in the course yeah. of their daily work. <laughs> but this is, uh, we're, we're a nation at war. These are terrorists. You know, what, what else do you think we're going to do to these guys? Do you think anybody at the CIA really cares or is worried? I, I wonder. I mean, I, they're going to make. A, they're going to. There's. A, there has to be a scapegoat. They're going to make. Well, but it's so secretive. Like role. even if you knew your neighbor worked at the CIA. Well, let's say you worked at the CIA and you knew all your neighbors knew you worked at the CIA. It's not. Nobody knows what you do there because it's a secret, right? So you just come back and they're like, "Oh, hey, did you uh, touch that guy's butthole? Oh no, 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 that was a different department." Even if you were the official butthole toucher. Even if you're wearing gloves, there's like a lot of yeah. shit on the on the fingertips. Yeah. You're just like, uh, no, no, this is uh No, no, this is uh chocolate This pudding. is from uh, horse buttholes. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy who uh I put those tranquilizers up the horse's assholes. But what if it was your dad who worked CIA for the CIA? Horses. Now I'd be like, uh dad, so are you a rectal feeder? He's not allowed to tell you. I would be asking him every day probably. Right. I would be doing my own interrogation techniques. Just whining and being very repetitive. <laughs> so uh, among the list uh, of, uh, of uh, forms of torture on the Senate's torture report here, uh, let's go from, I don't know if we should go from best, like uh, least to the, the worst, like the least uh, uh, painful to the worst or the most painful here. But Well, uh, where, does, where does butthole touching and rectal feeding get on that list? It's because all the way already, at the end. <laughs> uh, well, we already started talking about it, so I guess we're going to go that direction. No, I'm going to start from the beginning here. Sleep deprivation made the list. And you know, I don't think sleep depth's that big of a deal. Fuck you. You know, I would be upset. That'd be when, torture what's the for longest me. you've ever stayed up? Uh, uh, without the uh, use of drugs? Of course, without the use of drugs. These people don't have drugs. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, they make them stand up. You have to stand up for like 102 hours. Right. I'd rather be fed up my butthole than that. Oh, I don't know about the butthole. I, I, I yeah. would have to... If they're like, look, we're going to feed you up your butthole, but you can get, you know, eight hours of sleep at night. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, but you're, they're probably but, doing rather both. Rather than like, we're going to make you stand up against a wall for 78 hours. I think it goes, I think there's like a hierarchy. I think it starts with like, we're going to do the sleep depth. Yeah, it's not working. Let's move on to the uh, waterboarding. Yeah, it's not working. Okay, rectal feeding. And then, you know, the... Uh, oh, so you get everything. You can't yeah. just jump right to rectal feeding. Yeah, I don't think you get to choose either. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can I just uh, bypass right to the rectal, <laughs> the butthole stuff? So so this, this guy here, Abu Jafar al-Iraqi here, was uh, shackled in standing position for 54 hours. 
It's part of a sleep deprivation technique here. He experienced swelling in his lower legs, requiring blood, th- blood thinner and spiral ace bandages. And then he was moved to a sitting position. And then they just extended it to 102 hours back up standing. So, um, yeah, it has to be uncomfortable. Well, it's not just uncomfortable. I mean, you, you start to lose your mind. Yeah, and it's, and it's in pain. All the blood's running down to uh, your lower extremities. Um, transport by plane. That is torture. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever Trust flown me. on Southwest before, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely a form of torture. You know, think about this. Especially flying. You know what it would be? What they should do is just strap these guys into a chair on Southwest on, you know, right before Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, and just, yeah. like, send them the from night. O'Hare. The night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, the night send them from O'Hare to uh, LaGuardia. Maybe, like, uh, have it be one of those planes that, is stuck on the tarmac like in a blizzard for 17 hours and like rivers of shit are running down the aisle because the fucking toilet backed up. You're sitting next to some mouth breather, 400 pound American like housewife. And it's just like you're, you're sandwiched in between them. Uh, could you imagine a sandwich in between the husband and the wife? They're right. eating like food that they got off the, uh, the they got the food. Oh, court. I went to the, uh, the Cinnabon in the airport got extras for me. Excuse me, Abu Jafar al-Iraqi. Can I use your tray? Are you using your tray? Can I use your turban to wipe my mouth? <laughs> I think I would rather do rectal feeding than uh, transport on Southwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be worse. Um, stress positions. They do this here. Uh, they, they slap you on the back of the head during the interrogations. Uh, they they gave this one guy they forced a bath on him using a stiff brush. Could you imagine being? Oh, mad? but I know I know these uh, <laughs> these Al Qaeda guys. They really hate taking baths. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not my one time a year. <laughs> Could you imagine being the guys like my asshole with my left hand? It's like I thought we were gonna do the rectal feet. No, you gotta bathe them. Seriously? <sighs> okay, where's the scrub brush? I think that's the why tub. they hate waterboarding so much, too. Yeah. My beard cannot see water. It's against the Mohammed law. <laughs> um, nudity. That's another form of torture here where they parade you in front of uh, female officers. They, uh, and I guess, um, I guess that is embarrassing psychologically. With a tiny shriveled up penis. Well, psychologically it's really humiliating for these, uh, these, these uh, terrorists here. It would be funny if there was like, if like it was like Abu Al John Holmes <laughs> and they take his pants off and they're like walking him around and he just has like a fucking 10 inch cock. He's just fucking thick as like a fucking baseball bat. And he's like, this ain't embarrassing shit. His dick has an elbow. <laughs> I'll do this all day, motherfucker. The women are all just like wide as hell. Just like Jesus Christ. Fucking, like a damp fucking swamp in their panties. Yeah. Is that before or after the bath? <laughs> um, what are the I guys? Know. I mean, the girls would prefer them to be clean, but then again, the musk might um, also enhance yeah, it's, it. It's all about the pheromones. Yeah. Um, waterboarding. We all know about waterboarding, obviously. Everybody, uh, that's already made the news. Nobody freaked out about waterboarding. I mean, some people are like, oh, yeah. It's, John, it's- uh, John McCain did. I guess he John called McCain it a he did. called it a mock execution, but but the fact of the matter is they continued to waterboard. You you didn't have this like it's nationwide outrage. <laughs> Haven't you ever started waterboarding and then you try to stop cold turkey? It's just never. It's hard to stop waterboarding once you start. But but they never. That, what I'm saying is they never like 
got a cord injunction to cease this technique. It's like, yeah, I kept going. But all of a sudden now, rectal feeding comes out. And it's like, I don't hear John McCain protesting that. I think he's protesting all of it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, John McCain actually was in a prisoner torture prisoner of war camp. That's why he's the go-to guy. And I love the little bit of rectal feeding. Are you implying that John McCain is into ass play? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'm saying. Hey. You know? I mean, everybody has their thing. Who are you to judge John McCain's butthole pleasures? I mean, look at his uh, choice for vice president. It's got to be worse than rectal feeding. I think he was rectally fed Sarah Palin. Uh, yeah, but everybody is flipping out about rectal feeding. This just came out in the torture report. And so, so what this is, detainees who uh, refuse to eat, who are on a hunger strike, were forced to ingest food or water rectally. Um, the CIA officer here provided a description of the procedure, writing that regarding the rectal tube, if you place it and open up the IV tubing, the flow will self-regulate, sloshing up the large intestine. So it's not like they're sitting here, you know, just like with a, with a fire hose up your ass, just like shooting in oatmeal or something. You know, it's like <laughs> this, this mixture is just kind of going up gravity. So they must turn you upside down, maybe. It's kind of like, you know, it's like siphoning gas. Right. <laughs> it's exactly like siphoning gas. The officer wrote that. Do you, think uh, the, do you think the officer has to like huff on the tube before he sticks it in? <laughs> he says no need to squeeze the bag. Just let gravity do the work. But you have to shove it up as far as you can. Which I'm sure the terrorists love that. Well, once it gets in past a certain point, you can't really feel it. Well, they're saying here that uh, a lot of most of the time they used Ensure. Have you ever used, you ever had Ensure? I thought Ensure was to make it come out the other way. No, oh no, it's fiber, right? Yeah, well, it's it's like a milkshake, a protein milkshake. So it's almost like a have, nutrient no enema. That's what yeah. this is. But so they're describing using Ensure. It's like that shit that a uh, Robocop eats, or or an astronaut, more or less. But I mean, if you think about it, though, Tang. you you have a tube up your ass, Tang and animal. it's shooting in like a you know like a milkshake. It wouldn't be too bad, you know. I mean, obviously, you do have a tube up your ass, but you're getting like a milkshake kind of shot up there. That's fine, you know. That's in your large intestine. I mean, frat boroughs are doing it with vodka. Yeah, you know, uh, butt chugging. This guy's butt chugging a ensure uh, protein milkshake. This guy though, Majid Khan, is a terrorist from Afghanistan. His lunch tray consisted of hummus, pasta with sauce, nuts, and raisins that were all pureed and rectally infused. Hummus? Really? Where'd you read that? Reading the, the article I got here. Oh, right. It is right there. Yeah. I mean, do, do you have to go racially ethnic food? I mean, it's like, why not just use Ensure for that guy? Why? It's like, no, let's give him some hummus. Should we get some baba ganoush? A little bit of falafel in there? <laughs> What are they feeding the white prisoners? Subway? Yep, that's what we eat. Subway. Some Pizza Hut? Pizza Butt. I, I just don't understand why they have to do... I, I know the guy eats hummus, but I mean, do, they, do you think they research what their typical diet is and then decide, okay, that's what we're going to shove up his ass? Well, you don't want to shock their system. So I mean, Japanese you wouldn't want to give the terrorist sushi? ISIS dude uh, like a Big Mac. Okay, so what about ISIS with the American prisoners? What are they shoving up our ass? Well, ISIS goes full on medieval, as you could expect. I mean, they do like 
they like hang you from your wrists till your like arms pop out of your sockets or uh they they also put you in a pain chair they call it the german chair which i find funny the pain chair yeah so they put you it they put you in this chair that the back is adjusted to inflict extreme pain on the spine and not only that then they hang you upside down in the chair (laughs) oh those motherfuckers and then they behead you after that on film Right, but that's not torture because, I mean, it's just over. Yeah, but you've been tortured for two years. No one's going to pay the ransom, so like, yeah, let's just chop his head off. They actually, this sounds racist, but they actually have something called the flying carpet. (laughs) (laughs) The victims are strapped down to a hinged board, and then uh, the ends are then brought towards each other to bend the spine. You're just like, we will fold you. (laughs) Muhammad told us to fold the infidel. Uh, There's also something called the tire... uh, which it's just this just seems like they're just just doing what, stuff with whatever they have lying around. I was like, about to say it seems they're very vic- opportunistic. You victims know? are like, placed inside a large tire, rendering them immobile before they're mercilessly beaten. It's like why'd you have to put me in a tire? Can you just mercilessly beat me like tied up to a pole? I can't believe they do this and not roll you down a hill. Yeah, that's what I would do. If, yeah. Maybe, I mean, I mean, they don't really have hills there, though. I mean, sand dunes. Yeah, you go, go to a sand dune. I've seen, I mean, they could go to the yeah, But then you got to, who's going to roll the prisoner up the sand dune? Like, the no, intern? No, the camels. You strap it to a camel and they just tow you back. You, you've obviously never been to the Middle East. No, I haven't. You have, though, so that's why yeah. you have all this knowledge. Well, so um, the uh, CIA, uh, member of the CIA director here, is uh, defending these tactics, which has to be a, a difficult battle here. Uh, he said, uh, "This is a medical rectal feeding is a medical procedure. It's done because of the detainees' health. Uh, the people responsible there for the health of these detainees saw that they're becoming dehydrated. They had limited options in how to feed them." My question is, have you ever heard of an IV? Uh, hospitals use that. Mm. Yeah. Well, why not use an IV? I'll tell you why. It's not humiliating enough. Uh, doctors and psychiatrists say that. Uh, that's that Hayden here, the CIA director, is incorrect in the assertion that there's any medical application for rectal hydration or rectal feeding. Hmm. The reason they're using it is about humiliation, about degradation, exerting control. And it's eh. probably painful. I mean, you're filling up your large intestines. I mean, I fill up my large intestine on a daily basis. Yeah, but not forcefully. Well, the um, other direction. <laughs> I mean, it's all about whether they uh, lube up that there little tube, really. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if the tube's not lubed. If the tube ain't lubed, you must acquit. <laughs> Something like that. Did you put the lube on the tube? I'd be like, give me the milkshake, the chocolate milkshake. I don't but want make the sure hummus you lube the, the tube first. The raisins and the nuts, it's too bumpy. <laughs> it's rumpy bumpy in my bumpus rumpus. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see how they continue to defend these techniques. I assume they're probably going to pick one scapegoat and his head's going to roll and then they're going to continue torturing, you know. <laughs> Ad nauseum. It's kind of what they do. But the question is, what is what is a worse form of torture? Marriage or rectal feeding? I guess we'll find out in a few years. It doesn't have to be black and white. <laughs> People's episode 462 here is sick and wrong. You know the way the show works. Send your stories. Wacker than I read them. If we give you credit, I will send you a sick and wrong care package. You got some good stories this week. You can send your stories via Facebook or sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to our first story here of the week, here's a word from our sponsor. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire's crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. 
It's Dillcember. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So the first story we got here for episode 462 comes in from Colin. He says, feeling ambitious. Going to go for a phone call and the story of the week submission. Wow, look at this guy. He's like all about the sick and wrong. That's like the EGOT of sick and wrong. Yeah. Been listening since episode 42. Love the show. Keep it up, Colin. Well, thanks, Colin. We admire your dedication. If you get a story, a phone call, and the song of the week, Trifecta. That's, that's the sick and wrong EGOT. Yeah. You, uh, what, do you, what do you get for that? You know, bragging rights. Bragging rights, yeah. You won't get laid, that's for sure. Uh, Pennsylvania cops say Gregory Graff videotaped sex with his stepdaughter's corpse after killing her. Hmm. That's a kinky fetish. Gregory Graff. He's trying to he's trying to go for the trifecta himself. He's like, what can I do to almost definitely ensure that I get caught for this horrible thing that I'm doing? <laughs> he's like checking in on, you know, Foursquare and fucking pussing to his Facebook and videotaping it and like, you know. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to get caught. Going down to the bar and bragging about it. Uh, my, my theory on here is this guy has a complete lack of game. I, I bet you he had never had any chance to have sex with her ever unless he killed her was it his did you say it was his stepdaughter or his actual daughter stepdaughter yeah so i mean there's a chance i've seen a lot of porn on uh red tube where it's like naughty stepdaughter mm-hmm. actually you know she's blowing you naughty getting paid not really my stepdaughter <laughs> porn, porn actress yeah. yes no i i've seen but i mean it's a fantasy the dad has sex with the sexy stepdaughter he's 53 she's 33 i could see this this guy no game at all the only way he could have sex with her is if he killed her. And so do you think that there's any... Because I'm always just like, well, that girl's hot. I guess I'll beat off to that. Do you think there's any actual stepdads who are watching those porns and like actually fantasizing about their actual stepdaughter? I guess there has to be, yeah, right? I mean, it's really gross. Definitely. I think, I think that's like... It's part of the fantasy. That's why it is a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, so there's a bunch of stepdads out there whose fantasy is to fuck their stepdaughter? I'm, I would Jesus say Christ. I'm 90% sure. Don't, I mean, could you imagine? Let's say you married this chick and uh, her stepdaughter, it's like, you know, it was like 26 or 27. You're 40 and she's super hot. <laughs> but she's your daughter. Well, she's your stepdaughter now, but she doesn't live at your house. You never raised her. She comes over, you'd be like, you know, I guess if, if I was in the kitchen and I was, you know, cooking some food or something and she came over and was like, can I give you a blowjob? Would you not do it? Yeah, I would not do it. <laughs> but would you stop and pause for a second? Would, there, would you momentarily pause? I'd be like, think, you're fucking ridiculous. Well, I, I, would, I would definitely do that, but I'm just saying that I would probably <laughs> You'd go pause. back and you'd be like, I'm going to go to RedTube and beat off to some good old-fashioned daddy-stepdaughter <laughs> porn now. 
I'm just saying it's a popular porn genre. And I bet you this guy had a, you know, a bunch of bookmarks. Like he probably had a, a history bookmarked porn. of a bookmarked stepdaughter porn. Uh-huh. He wanted to act on this fantasy. She probably was like, hell no, you disgusting old pervert. Next thing you know, he's like, I guess I'm just going to have to kill her. Can't say no when you're dead. <laughs> um, so he's been accused of necrophilia. More, you know what's more likely is that he broached the subject uh, and it she wasn't that she can't. Out. Well, she said she was going to tell somebody and that's why he murdered her. Yeah, I bet you that's probably what happened. He's like, oh, shit. He was probably just like, so uh, I got an idea of some uh, father-stepdaughter bonding that we could do. Mm-hmm. It involves my penis. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm telling mom. Next oh, thing you know, can't have you the doing that. The head. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, according to police, Gregory killed his 33-year-old stepdaughter on November 21st with the intention of videotaping himself sexually abusing her body. That was his intention. Okay. So they say he was doing it because he's a necrophile. Police officials are investigating the, the murder, have recovered video footage of Gregory having sex with Jessica's corpse. Um, the, uh, the, the police filed an additional charge of abuse of a corpse because of this video. They actually discovered, they wouldn't go into detail about which positions he used, which is kind of regrettable being that that would, be some uh, good fodder here for the story. Who was the who was the reporter who asked that question? So, uh, <laughs> Chief, you say he fucked his daughter on uh, stepped out on dead corpse on camera. What positions did they use? <laughs> well, I think the question was was it mostly missionary? Well, I think it was like how was she sexually assaulted? I think there's a difference between just like okay, she's dead and I'm putting my hand in her pants versus like. You know, full on putting her in a 69 position, you know. Was there any of that side saddle action going on? <laughs> I'm just trying to get a mental picture. Was he hitting a doggy? Can I just see the video, please? That's what I really want. <laughs> so, you know, cops had to watch this video, though. Yeah, of course. Like several cops. Right. Um, I wonder if, you, like, when you're watching these videos, you probably can't say anything. You have to be completely silent. Because if you crack a joke, then you're going to be a disgusting pervert of the uh, of the uh, the precinct. What if I'm just like eating popcorn? <laughs> you're probably not allowed to eat. You're probably not allowed to say anything. You coffee? just have to be a stone faced detective. Can I drink coffee? You could probably I feel drink like coffee. detectives drink a lot of coffee. And maybe a donut, <laughs> but that's it. Um, you're not allowed to put your finger through the donut's hole. You just have to eat the donut and just watch the video. Um, Jessica was a recently married mother of three. She was last seen alive November by her coworkers at the Duck Duck Goose Child Daycare Center. Hate that name. Yep. It's not imaginative whatsoever. Um, after she was reported missing, police officials began their investigation. They found Jessica's body buried in a shed uh, in the property where Greg, uh, Gregory Graff lives with Jessica's mother. Um, before the recovery of the video, Gregory was charged with a sexual assault motive. It said that the motive could have been realized prior, during, or after the victim was slain. It's interesting that he'd be charged with a sexually assault, sexual assault motive. I mean, don't you think he would have denied it? <laughs> hey, um, I murdered her, but it wasn't because of sexy stuff. <laughs> upon examination of the video, though, they found on his computer, it's now almost clear that the victim was dead at the time she was sexually assaulted. Well, yeah, she wasn't struggling. Yeah, good job, Dexter. <laughs> <You could> just 
<laughs> All right, go, uh, um, yeah, keep uh, analyzing the crime scene there, Sherlock. Like, I mean, it's like, how, how, how difficult would it be to uh, come to that realization? The guy looks like a rapist, I'd say. There he does. He looks creepy. You know, he also has a marijuana growing operation, so he's probably stoned when he did this. That's what, that's what happens to gateway drug. Gateway to murder. Investigators discovered a large amount of the drug in his basement before recovering the body. Here he is with a picture of like a puma that he killed or something. It's like the size of a house cat. He's trying to look all tough. Not the post on the site. Yeah. According to the police, Graf shot Jessica in the back of the head. After ensuring she was dead, he videotaped the gruesome act and later buried the body on his uh, property. Um, detective here said that officials are trying to find the location in the house where he actually recorded the video. I mean, I wonder if he set up a scene. Like how, uh, I, w- I just wonder how detailed he was with his fantasy. Um, uh, they said that Graf actually confessed the murder and he claimed that he wanted to have sex with Paget for several months and that he did so after she was dead. So he, uh, the detective had concluded Graf killed Paget in order to have sex with her body. So I'm saying it's a dearth of game here. I think this guy could use uh, some impulse control. You'd think he would. Why not just go get a hooker that resembles her? A dead person. I mean, man, you could pay a hooker to do anything. You don't have to kill I her. I can still see you breathing. All right. Shh, hang and on, actually, furthermore, breath. you could kill a hooker and probably get away with it much more easily than killing your stepdaughter. Right. You know? Exactly. But you never want to videotape it's good thinking. It. A last point here. Gregory, during this trial here, asked for a taxpayer-funded lawyer for his defense. He claimed that he did not wish to financially strain his family members for fighting for his case. I'm sure his family really wanted to pay for this. I'm sure his wife really wanted to pay for this. Um, his demand was rejected after the court said the owner of the f- he owns a fencing company had more than enough money to pay for his own attorney. He owns a fencing company. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> like, fen- I like don't- the Olympic sport. No, or I think, actual fences. I think fences. I think he builds fences. Huh. So, Doesn't uh, seem very lucrative. My question is, how do you really argue when there's videotaped evidence of him having sex with a corpse? I guess you could argue that he didn't kill her. It's not me. But he already confessed to the killing. So, But then again, you know, what's seen on a videotape can still be considered questionable in light of the uh, recent Eric Garner case. Have you heard about that cop saying, no, nah, that wasn't a chokehold. That was just another uh, technique, control technique. But it's like in the video, you can clearly see the guy's arm just wrapped around that dude's neck. Well, that's not true. I'm not an expert on chokehold, so I don't really have a comment there. <laughs> I'm just saying everything's disputable. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this guy will get off. I mean, didn't that guy, didn't that cop, they went into his history and he like has a history of like not, uh, you know, obeying uh, directions and following the instructions and rules and stuff. Yeah, no, he had a history of infractions, not to mention he's choked out like three other people. But that that's not a chokehold. Mm-hmm. That's just like an arm you know, hug. It's just called. hugging his neck. Just hugging his neck with my arm. Neck hug arm. Yeah, arm neck hug. It's the best way to calm someone down. <laughs> you know? Well, I think uh, Gregory Graff here did more than an arm hug. So what do you have here for the second story, Whacker?
this one is from Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. Um, and it's about a super religious family. Um, actually, this is kind of interesting. Uh, it's this lady named Kaling Wald and her husband's Peter Wald. Uh, she's 50. He's dead, but he's probably around that age. Um, they live in the house. They lived in a house with five of their six children, ages eleven to twenty-two. Imagine being the twenty-two-year-old. Oh my god, dude, move out of the basement. He's probably one of our fans. <laughs> yeah, he probably listens to the show. But these families are like cult-like. It's like you're right. part of the family. Because I'm not even done. And seven other adult friends. <laughs> All right, now this is this a cult? <laughs> so there's one, two, five, seven, and then there's fourteen people in this house. And I looked at pictures of the house, and it's not a big house. It's just a normal single-family house. Yeah, they're very religious. So they have this weird van sleep? with all this religious bullshit painted on it, wow. which is pretty sweet. I'd like to get that on eBay. I mean, I wonder if they just go, like, cruise around, going to malls, picketing funerals. They were known uh, for bothering people in the neighborhood with their religious beliefs. Are these the type of people who actually, like, do they decorate their house for Christmas? I didn't get any Christmas shots, but you might be correct in that they might not because they might they might be so religious that they're like don't even you know they are against religious displays or something. Except like I said, their van is painted with like shit about Satan and stuff. Yeah, like I, like these hyper religious families. Like, are, do they do they feel like a Christmas tree is a pagan symbol? It's anti Jesus. <laughs> the Jehovah's Witnesses are very and they don't celebrate holidays. Well, they, they don't, don't celebrate, celebrate anything, Christmas. not even birthdays. Not birthdays. Not worldly. Uh, they don't have worldly celebrations. Yeah, I don't know about these people, but Worst one thing they do ever. is they don't use the doctor, <laughs> which is uh, Christian Science. Yeah, doesn't they, say that they're Christian scientists, but they don't use the doctor. Jim Henson. So this guy, the husband... Oh, Jim Henson didn't use the doctor? No, that's how he died. He was a Christian scientist. Was he a Christian scientist? Christian scientist, yes. Because Steve Jobs didn't use the doctor either, but I think that was just because he was one of those guys like, I know better than doctors. I'll just eat a bunch of fruit. Yeah, I think uh, Steve Jobs believed in homeopathy. Like, I think he tried to do natural, like, remedies. Whereas I think uh, uh, Jim Henson was like, he had pneumonia, but he was praying rather than getting it treated. (laughs) Jim Henson is like... You know, somebody's like, Jim, you should go to the doctor. You seem pretty sick. I am at the doctor. He puts his hand up. Hello, I'm the doctor. Oh, you look fine to me. <laughs> Fucking tongue depressor. Fucking... <laughs> There's another guy down there controlling the arms. Yeah, I am the doctor. <laughs> you got beaker in the back. Time for a rectal thermometer. <laughs> yeah, Bunsen Honeydew. I'm Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. He's my primary care physician. Yeah, Bunsen Honeydew. Anyway, you never have to be lonely when you're Jim Henson. I love how you know the name Bunsen Honeydew. I would never... That's like some obscure Muppets trivia. Not really. I would not have known that. His head looks like a honeydew melon. I I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it does. But I just... What's Beaker's first name? I don't think he has a first name. Just 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 Beaker? Yeah. Um, Well, this guy, uh, he got a foot infection. (laughs) That's what's hilarious about this. It's always... It's not like... You know, oh, I have 
like brain cancer and you know what i'm not gonna go to the doctor i'm just gonna die because even if i went to the doctor they would just prolong my suffering by like six months because it's untreatable but this right. is like innocuous but it's, yeah it's like you could have been in and out and the guy would have given you an antibiotic and you would have been fine but this guy because he won't go to the doctor he's like oh jesus will take care of my foot infection <laughs> he it kept getting worse and worse and then uh, oh he had diabetes which yeah they always have foot problems uh, kept getting worse and worse, and uh, he went into a coma. His stomach began to bloat, and his forehead started to so- show signs of rigor mortis. So Miss Wald also wasn't this. Mrs. Wald wasn't a fan of the doctor either. So I was about to say. I mean, it's like you know, on the frontier, you know, if it, back in like pioneer days, they would still they would still go get a doctor if something like this happened. The sawbones, yeah, the I old mean, sawbones. But I mean, they would try some cut type of treatment. What does right. this family do? Does the whole cult just kind of surround the bed and they just pray a communal prayer session to try well, to heal this guy? Well, she thought she put a, his wife's medical expertise was that uh, she covered the body with two blankets. It's the two blanket technique. Yeah. Uh, put a warm. beanie on his head and then padlocked the bedroom door and sealed the door and vents to mask the smell of the decomposing flesh. Okay, <laughs> I don't see how that's a healing technique. This uh, brings up a side topic for me, which is, it's almost, I guess it's not a thought experiment, but it's more of a poll. <laughs> what, what's your technique when you have a really smelly BM? Really? I, guess, I guess you have, you'd have to pre, if you're home alone, like who gives a shit? But I guess you have to also predicate this on that you know maybe you have guests over or your girlfriend or even wife or whatever some people do exactly this they take a really smelly bm so they seal the door and uh you know try and seal it all in there so nothing none of it gets out but then eventually somebody's going to go in there and be like oh my god because the other I method love is the to- gas attack the other method is, I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of like the Zyklon B method. Yeah, the Zyklon B method. It's just like all of a sudden you're in there, it's like, ah, you're killing the Jews. But the other method is to be like, open everything up, and yeah, other people might smell it, but it will dissipate the smell as quickly as possible. Have you ever heard, but there's more methods than that. What about like spraying Glade and it smells like a shitty Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah. I have the orange flavored spray. And I always <laughs> think it's funny because like, oh, now it smells like orange flavored shit in here. <laughs> it's like someone's Perfect. shit in an orange like I, Yeah, like I fucking ate a bunch of oranges <laughs> and then this is what my shit smells like now. It's still about, not that pleasant. What about lighting a match? I love that. Like P-Town came over and just befouled my bathroom. And there, there are like, I don't know, it's like a whole tray of matches. Doesn't even light a match. It's like, I mean, it's like, dude, you befoul my bathroom. You don't even light a match. Right. Yeah. And Hecubus' bathroom. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Hecubus used the toilet too. Um, well, yeah, but th- this, this lady clearly opts for the seal it all up method. <laughs> Just keep all, contain the odor in one room. Right. I think she should have courtesy flushed this corpse. Yeah. I, I would have probably aired it out a little bit, but then you—I guess the problem is then your neighbors are like, <laughs> "That's an odd smell." Well, what about the other residents of the household? I mean, did any of those people think that was odd that there's well, a no, they're all not. I mean, you, you think you're assuming there's like some guy that just got a room on Craigslist and just lived there? I mean, they're all religious <laughs> fucking freaks. They thought that Jesus was going to re- resurrect this dude. That's what everybody thought. Oh, okay, so they're like, he's dead. So he was dying, or was he dead? Well, eventually he died. I mean, rigor mortis set in. Sealed into a room in a coma with no medical attention. 
So they thought like, I mean, did they have a time frame? Like six months later, maybe seven months later? The corpse was found six months later. It was so rotten that it had attracted rodents and could not be identified. (laughs) What did they think was going to happen? Like one day there's just going to be a knock on the door like, hey, I'm back. Yeah, that's exactly what they thought was going to happen. That's what happened to Jesus. So, and now are they gravely disappointed? They well, now they're, uh, she, she got hauled into court uh, for abusing a corpse. She only got a suspended sentence because obviously she's a moron. I think the defense attorney sort of played that up. Like, clearly this lady's nuts. <laughs> she thought she didn't know she was doing a bad thing. She's got, she only got 18 months probation and was ordered to seek counseling. Um, which I'm sure she'll just get some weird religious counselor, right? And he'll count. And I'll just be like, I have a license yeah, from I fucking mean, Saskatchewan School of Counseling and Religion. I, I feel bad for the kids. Like, do, do these kids go to school? Like, were they homeschooled? Oh, no. I'm sure they don't go to school. <laughs> this is homeschool city, I would <sighs> guess. I, I just feel bad for these kids. So, I mean, these kids... They don't, I mean, they never had a chance to know any better. Like, do you ever see that, uh, I forget the name of that show, but Michael Moore did a show where he went and interviewed uh, Westboro Baptist Church members, and I think he sent some correspondent to go interview them, and he's talking to Fred Phelps, and Fred Phelps is one of his grandkids, like a four- or five-year-old kid on his knee, and he's like, hey, honey, where do faggots go when they die? And she's like, faggots will burn in hell. It's like this little four-year-old has already been indoctrinated with this hatred. And it's like, so these 11-year-old kids, this or 10-year-old, I mean, they, they must think it's normal that you lock, you seal a corpse up in the room upstairs and event. six months later, you're just, yeah, Jesus resurrects him. <laughs> six months later, your mom's hauled into court. Oh, that's what happens. I think it's a good lesson for them. Notice this never happens in Jewish households, by the way. Oh, I'm sure we could dig something up. I, I've never seen any locked up uh, resurrections. Let me do some research. I'll get back to you next week. Um, not that I'm defending this crazy religious family. I don't think Muslims do this either. Uh, these kind of people always talk to the press, right? Because they're too stupid to just be like, no comment. So uh, the, the Hamilton Spectator, which is the newspaper there, uh, asked her about it this lady and she said it was unusual yes was certainly not normal (laughs) and we won't do that again laws exist and we know that now (laughs) it's like we learned our lesson lesson learned it was unusual yeah (laughs) that's like that's like hey have you ever been over to d's house when he takes a shit uh yeah he shuts up all the doors and seals the room and lights a match that's an unusual method Hey, you know what happens when Dee's wife dies, gets a foot infection, goes into a coma? Oh, yeah, he locks her in a room and, like, puts her out. I like how they put him in Lights the attic. I don't know if I mentioned, but they put him in the attic, I guess. So he'd be closer to God. Closer to heaven. Closer to Jesus. Yeah. That's Stay an unusual thing. It's <laughs> an unusual way. You, know, you ever I see mean, Dee uh, park his car? Oh, yeah, he, put, he always backs it into the parking spot in the parking lot. That's an unusual way to park your car. <laughs> to put it lightly. I, I mean, I just wonder... I mean, it's like, yeah, some people cremate. Some people wait for resurrection. It's a little more unusual. So they, Aren't, they, they realize there's laws now, huh? I mean, real Christians, you know, the ones who are serious and aren't crazy. Well, I guess they're going to have to be a little bit crazy. But, uh, you know, they, they all believe in the resurrection. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple thousand years in the future. 
uh, we'll all be resurrected at the same time and Jesus will like hoover us up to heaven or something. But you know, they, they don't seriously think like they don't take it. It's, literally. Gonna, it's not supposed to happen. To just one guy in your family immediately. Yeah. It's not like a literal thing. It's like, Oh, we're just going to wait right. for it. Yeah. You're allowed to bury him and then he'll get resurrected out of his grave, you know, many, many years in the future. I wonder if the kids like over, you know, every day for breakfast, did he come back yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when like, kids ask if we're there yet in a car. Yeah. <laughs> Did he come back yet? Is grandpa Is dad back, back yet? yet? <laughs> was it he dad me, or was he it grandpa? Me my allowance. <laughs> I think it's dad. It's dad. Wow. Yeah, it says they live with their five of their six children, which implies, uh, going back to what you said before, that one of these kids was like, "You guys are fucking crazy. I'm out of here." Yeah, I would have. I would have split a long time ago, and started yeah. started uh, making porn because that's usually the uh, progression. So you escape the religious household. Next thing you know, you're doing DP videos. Yeah. Well, people, send your stories. Stick around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, some people called in saying some congratulatory messages here for Wackily. We'll get to that in a second. Here's another word from our sponsor. We got a few phone calls here to get to uh, 206-666-3846 is that number here's a little congratulation message for you whacker hey lance uh, this is adam d i want to congratulate you and d for uh finally tying the knot you know, oh you it's both these, of us you've had this uh will they won't they relationship for so many years and uh trust me the fans have been waiting for this for a long time i'm kind of sad i couldn't be there to witness you two rub swords at the altar but uh I'm sure it was magical and very sexy. Take care. Do you think it's that guy's fantasy? Like this is his fantasy? I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are posting to Facebook that me and you got gay married. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then, these people these people should move to Hollywood and start writing you know, comedy scripts. You know, that it's would so be... Funny. Well, I, I, I... Basically, can you imagine the pitch? Basically, it's a giant gay joke. And when I say joke, just a gay story. Yeah, but okay, I, can, I can see next. this being Oscar bait. Like, you know, two podcasters get married. One of them gets AIDS. Next thing you know, they move to Philadelphia. Oscar. <laughs> this, <laughs> did they move to Philadelphia to fucking herd sheep, or is that before? I don't know what happened. Tom Hanks goes in and cries because he gets AIDS or something. You actually I, think I saw that movie? <laughs> I just remember it's called Philadelphia. But we'll call this podcasting or something podcasting in philadelphia that's a good thing you should do this good people. thing you already live in hollywood so you can pitch these great movie ideas <laughs> um next one here this is another uh wedding wishes good wishes here good tidings hey ken from uh, hawaii calling to wish lance luckily a very happy marriage by the time you get this you've been already married I just hope your white girlfriend, now your former fiance and now wife, has a black pussy. I love you. Happy wedding bells. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> no comment. Do you think that guy should uh, read have audiobooks? Have his own podcast? Yeah. I think he should have his own podcast, but you think he should like narrate audiobooks? Yeah. Definitely. Children's books, preferably. <laughs> I think he should. I think Ken should do a whole series of like Dr. Seuss books or something. Right. With little asides that he adds in. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. The Lorax is mighty sexy. <laughs> I can almost see his cock through his fur. <laughs> I wish I could see his cock. <laughs> Sounds like Captain Kirk. William Shatner. Yeah, the Shatner. Emphasis on the shat. Um, here's the uh, last one here, uh, avoiding wishes. And so it begins. The countdown to when Wackerly quits the show. I give it until not the mid of next year, but the mid. 2016. 2016, yeah. Wackerly's going to leave the show, and Joe Kelly will take over. And quite honestly, Joe Kelly's kind of a better co-host. Oh, sweet. Anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. And Lance, congratulations, faggot. <laughs> Whoa. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Oh. Well, have you He's noticed that any time... Like Wackerly's going on vacation, you know, I have to like scramble to get a fill-in host or something. They just hate anybody that t- steps up to that mic. Well, because I mean, all of our listeners are autistic. <laughs> autistic people, if you change, you know, any any uh, part of their routine, they go nuts. But uh, yeah, no, I noticed that it's like any any change to the routine, any disruption. Uh, all of a sudden, they're like, "I hate, I hate them. I hate that Australian guy. I hate that other guy." Right, and most people hate Joe Kelly too, which is funny, but uh, but this does highlight that uh, there are a lot of people deeply concerned Wackerly. As soon as that's why they were kind of against you getting married, they're like, "He's going to leave the show right after he gets married." Like like you've been waiting to get married to leave the show. It's like when people say they're gonna, you know, they want to commit suicide, but they're waiting for their parents to die first. <laughs> it's just always like a crazy, like you, you're, you're suicidal. You hate your life so much you want to die, but you're like, you don't want your parents to. But know. you don't want your parents to know. I think people, if Wackley wanted to quit the show, he would just quit the show. Right. <laughs> I'm not waiting to like. Oh, if I can just find a good reason. Oh, okay, I, I know, got married. I'll get married, <laughs> and then people will understand. They'll understand. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Um, you can still call in and uh, send some uh, well wishes to Wackley. I'm sure he loves to hear that. We do have one more call that's completely not related to Wackley getting married. This is with an actual, this, this call is an actual update about the lava in Hawaii. Hey, boys. This is Hawaii Bitch calling with your lava flow update. Uh, you guys were talking about the lava flow the other day, and I just wanted to call you and let you know that uh, this is what's going on. There are not a lot of property is in danger right now. The big Boom. deal is it covering the road. There's basically one road that goes in and out of every place in Hawaii. Oh, whatever. It dries, and you could just drive on it. Is that a big deal? <laughs> if you have a Range Rover. I like how she calls it the lava it. flow. I would just call it the lava, but I guess... It's like they refer to it as the lava flow. Oh, they call it the lava it's like, flow. It's like space time. <laughs> it's lava and it's flowing. It's lava flow. Yeah. It's one thing. Lava flow. 
I, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I think I would just call it the lava. <laughs> so if the one road gets covered by lava, they have no way of getting out of that area. And so they're spending millions of dollars to build this road coming from the other way that could potentially be covered by lava at any time as well. So <laughs> I'd totally be calling there, into work. Sorry, lava flow. Yeah, I wonder if that works. Can't go to work today, like... lava flow. I'm pretty drunk already because I figured there'd be lava flow tomorrow. So what happens? Lava just kind of just, it blocks off one whole area. So what do you do? Do you just chill at home? Yeah, just drink Mai Tais and smoke Hawaiian reefer. <laughs> Watch TV. Been stocking up on supplies, but uh, a cemetery was covered. One house Ooh. has burnt down and a transfer station, which is where we take our trash and then they take it to the dump because there's no trash service out here. Uh, there's only one island that has an active volcano. Why wouldn't you just dump your trash in a volcano? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why make a transfer station with a landfill? Just yeah, like there's a giant fucking lava right there. It's a just big throw it in fucking there. incinerator about a block away. Let's just throw it a in block. there. Where do you live? Like a, like a block from the lava. Just Sweet. you can't miss it. Just go to the lava. <laughs> go one block down to the left. Why? But that also brings. I mean, the the lava covered a cemetery. Like, why not just? Why aren't all the? I want to be thrown. My body to be thrown into a lava. Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you got to get rid of a corpse. Got a lava. Got a volcano right there. Plus, it's fucking cool. You're like Darth Vader at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's just better like, than a Viking burial. Or uh, the Terminator even is a better. I would just be example. slowly lowered into it, thumbs right. thumb raised. You just know? your corpse. They've got like a coat <laughs> hanger, so your thumb stays up. Yeah, your I mean, I wonder if they like, do so that. Jet. Do you think they do that in Hawaii? It's like, okay, he wants burial by volcano. I bet it's you it's like, illegal to get tossed in. Vol- it just makes it. It, it doesn't make like sense. It's like a national, me. you know, nature preserve, and you can't just be like throwing all your fucking corpses in there. I mean, you should be able. I don't, I don't agree with this policy, but I'm sure that is the policy. But why waste good real estate? It's like you know, I could build some condos here, and a bunch of fat Midwestern tourists and come stay here for a week, timeshare. But instead, we got a bunch of uh, corpses buried when we could just toss them in the volcano. Right. Makes no sense. Volcano, and it is the Big Island, the island of Hawaii. My dad lives on that side of the island. His property is not in danger, but he can see the glow of the vent often at night when the lava is flowing heavily from the vent. And the VOG, the volcanic smog, gets really thick. And sometimes you can taste the heavy metals in the air. And it's not super pleasant. It causes sinus problems and sleep problems and it's it's not a great part of living out here and it, it all depends on the wind sometimes <laughs> it's on this side of the island and sometimes it's the, on that side what's of the so island. bad about it? the air breathing <laughs> it's you know hawaii is great but the breathing's terrible i love that term the vog right god that's terrible Volcan- volcanic volcanic dis- it must disperse or something because you if it was just constant everyday life then you wouldn't live there, right? No matter how much you like the ocean and the tropical breezes. All these terms, these adjectives she uses to describe this volcano, it makes me think like the, vulca- the volcano is having a period. You know, it's like the volcano's time of the month here. Mm-hmm. Just like bleeding lava, throwing out vog everywhere. 
Like if you so ever, your solution would just be to like airlift some giant tampon and drop it in the. I'm just saying, bed. have you ever smelled a girl's farts when she's on her period? Period I farts. I say that I have. Yeah, and so I'm saying it's like vog. You can smell the metal. Vagina fog is that what you're? <laughs> it depends on which way the wind is blowing. So uh, that's what's going out on out here on the Big Island. You know, it's the part that I find hilarious is the comments I see online, like. Uh, lava flow. That's exactly why I'll never go to Hawaii. Good. Don't come to Hawaii. Keep your ignorant ass at home. And other people are like, oh, those dumbasses shouldn't have built houses in front of a lava flow. Okay, well, the lava hasn't flown there for hundreds of years. There's big, lush, beautiful jungle there. Everybody was surprised. I'd be more worried about tigers. So... If you don't know anything about it, just shut the fuck up and feel sorry for people <laughs> who are living their about home lava. and their way to get to... She's very protective of Hawaii. Yeah. I guess she's bitter about lava commentary, to yeah. be accurate. Work and school children are being separated from their friends, and it's, it's kind of sad. It, it really is, but I wish I could take a t-shirt out there and burn it for you, but Do they it. are arresting people for wow. going... And viewing the lava, they're they, they're not letting people do that. So you will pay your bail. Keep it fit, keep it wrong. Congratulations, no. Lance. Um, you're not as bad looking as you say you are, and um, uh, I hope you guys have many years of happiness. Keep it fit, keep it wrong. Love you guys. Peace out. Wow, that was nice. Now that's actually a genuine uh, well wish for weddings. You know, wedding wish you would throw there. a t-shirt in the lava though. <laughs> as a wedding gift. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to see that. Like I want to see a sick and wrong shirt just getting burnt, like consumed by lava and this like image in my mind of how cool it would look. But yeah, that, isn't that just weird? Like instead of a snow day, you have a lava day. You can't go to school because of lava. Yeah. It seems weird, but I mean, they closed th- the schools up here because of rain. Yeah, I heard about that. You know, there's a tornado in L.A. Actually, this I did past see week. Yeah. It's the end times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can kind of understand her sentiment, though. It's the whole thing. It's like I would never live in California because of an earthquake. And, and I bet you it's more likely that we'll have an earthquake that will damage our property than in Hawaii having a volcano erupt and having lava come out. I mean, that probably happens once a century. That's what she says. Yeah, you know, it's like whereas earthquakes happen here. I know, a couple times a month. I just couldn't live in Hawaii because of island fever, plus being a, uh, how, how, how are you say it? A white person. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. There's a lot of white resentment. people in Hawaii. Huh? Yeah, but they're they're resented. Oh, really? The, the Polynesians? Not so much being white, but just being from the mainland. The Polynesians don't like the whiteies? Polynesians. Isn't that what they are? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you should go over there and just start, hey, you're Polynesian. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm American. The natives? Don't call them that either. <laughs> but there is a lot of resentment to, uh, you know, mainland people. What are, don't they have a term? They have a term for uh, uh, whiteies. Howley. 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 That's what H-A-O-L-I-E. Howley. But then you also, you, you get that, uh, I've also heard that you start to go nuts because, you know, it's an island and... Uh, you just you're seeing the same people all the time, you know. If you break up with a ex girlfriend, you like everywhere you go, you see her. You're trying to date somebody new. They know your ex girlfriend. It's like it's like a small community, even though it's a whole state. Yeah, I would go nuts. What do you think they? Uh, how do you think the the Hawaiians, like the natives, feel about Ken? <laughs> the natives. No, the natives. I think they probably accepted him. And you think he's one? Do you think he's like an interpreter? Oh, Ken's here. 
Oh. Yeah, he's an interpreter. <laughs> they all speak English. Do you think as soon as you land in Hawaii, Ken comes up and he puts a lei on your neck? Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's like my worst dream. That's like my worst nightmare ever. Um, people call the Signal Hotline, 206-666-3846. We got one email here. To the whack. Congrats on getting married. Now you'll have more time to download and jack off the trannies and grannies, seeing as you are now in the meritable bliss of never getting sucked. Face with stuck out tongue and winking eye. He's describing the emoji he would use. Say goodbye to video games and hello to sitting in a store holding the bags while she tries a new dress on. And you have to pretend to show interest in in the off chance of getting your end away. Okay, the, the, the grammar here is very difficult for me, mm-hmm. trying to read this. But all the best, and for the love of God, try to keep away from having kids. And of course, delete your internet history. Bez, smiling face with an open mouth. I bet you that guy went on a giant honeymoon. <laughs> Because he's described, like, you know, he might as well say, like, uh, look forward to being chased around your uh, house with, by your wife with a rolling pin. It's like, what, what is this, 1957? I think this guy's uh, probably from the UK. Do you think he went on his honeymoon to, like, Wales? Maybe. Yeah. I'm the sure. seaside? Seaside. Yeah. I mean, um, if I'm going to do all that shit from the 50s, like go on a honeymoon and be a hen-packed husband, then I'm also going to be the husband who like just eats nothing but red meat and just goes and gets fucking completely pickled at the bar every day. Goes home and just rips farts. Expects yeah, his drives meal to drunk be on the everywhere. Table. You should totally be a 1950s stereotypical husband. There's That'd a lot of people great. like that uh, do that, by the way, you know. Oh really? Is that like well, a, the whole the whole rock like like if you're a rockabilly dude in your youth, you know, you kind of look like a greaser, and then when you get married, you're like, oh, I'm gonna wear these horn rimmed glasses and have a sort of checkered smoking jacket that I wear around. Yeah, but do you have Zines to actually? Guys? But do you have to be chauvinistic about it? Like, do you actually have to be like, well, I don't this is the male's role, this is the female's role? I mean, dude, it's 2014. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you go, Wackley. Say goodbye to video games and hello to sitting in a store holding the bags. Right. That's your life now. Yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) People, you can email the show, signalpodcasthotmail.com. iTunes, listen to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. We need some more comments up there. So just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and uh, say something friendly. Maybe wish us a happy holidays. Um, we have prints available at our Sickerong store along with t-shirts and stickers. I think the prints make an exceptional stocking stuffer. A lot of people have been ordering this. Um, I do, I do like when people order a print and we send it to them and then they send us a picture of how they're using that print. Have you noticed this? Uh, yeah, I have. Some guy, I was going to, I'm going to post this on my Facebook page, but some guy sent us a picture of uh, one of the prints that we made on his refrigerator. He removed his children, his child's drawings from like kindergarten. He removed them from the refrigerator and replaced it with a picture of us. Could you imagine what his wife must think about that? He's probably a divorcee. But anyway, uh, yeah, you can go to uh, stickerrompodcast.com slash store and you can buy a print, you can buy a t-shirt, you can buy stickers. That's more than enough gifts, sick and wrong gifts for your entire family. So I think that's the best way to celebrate the holidays. Spirit of giving, you should get into it. 
Sigarong mm-hmm. Song of the Week was sent in from Coach Duncan. He says, Dean Lance, I'm a longtime listener here, five years plus, all the way from the Limey Land. I just finished listening to episode 453. Great stuff, as always, especially, especially the way you fully took on board Coach Duncan's advice. Continue doing what you do best, putting a smile on our collective faces. And more Jeff, please. And how about a Barney Frank update? Jesus, look at this guy. So fucking demanding. It's like, what else do you want? He's like the director of the show. Yeah, pictures of our balls. Jesus. Um, Song of the week. Many shows ago, you played Bag of Glue by one of my favorite bands. Irish band, the Rubber Bandits. Heard the one about the Jew, the black man, and the Russian? Play Black Man from their 2011 album series about men. It's a true story of United Colors of Benetton in action. He sent me a link to it. Onwards and upwards, yours, Coach Duncan. All right, thank you, Coach. We'll end the show here with Rubber Bandits, Bag of Glue. It's kind of a good name for a band. Um, Wackily, congratulations on getting married. I'm hoping uh, you, is this, this is going to be the first time you've celebrated the holidays as a, a married man, like in, like as a married, as a husband. Is that weird? Like, did, does that put pressure on you? Do you actually have to do something different than you did last year? No. Does the wackily Less. gambit still apply? Less, because now you get, like, you're just like, wife, take care of all the presents for all the people we know. See, that's, see, now that is a 1950s type of husband thing to do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it is. From Wackerly, be a 1950s type of husband. Anyway, people will be back next week with episode 453, holiday show coming up just around the corner. Until then, take it, Susie.
style, kid. Welcome to my gang. Yeah. 